Welcome to Call the Binge Wife. Have you experienced an episode of your life where you find it hard to decide? We all go through seasons where it just seems we cannot find what we're looking for, eventually spiralling out of control while doom scrolling a menu with far too many options. That's when you need Call the Binge Wife. Ruth and Roger have emptied their bladders, grabbed their favourite snacks and spent countless hours watching TV to help you figure out what to skip and what to binge. So sit back, relax and call the binge wife. Now, here are your hosts, Ruth and Roger. Thanks, Andrew. And we're excited to be here for another episode of Call the Binge Wife. Ruth, what are we going to be reviewing today? That 90s show. Okay. Before we get to that, I just want to reach out to everybody and say thank you so much for supporting us uh, during our first season. Fun for us to do it, and we're glad that the response has been so great. We checked a week after we launched our first season, and we had made it in the top 10% globally, ranked on listennotes.com, which was pretty amazing for us. We're excited about that, and the big reason is because so many people have been um, reviewing and ranking the show after they've listened to it. It makes a, it's a, makes a big difference in how we get seen and picked up and put in the algorithm for the, for the podcast apps uh, for other folks to find us. So we thank you so much for doing that. And if you find something fun or interesting from what we're doing, please make sure that you take that chance to like and uh, rank and leave a review. We love reading them. So thank you all yes. so much. Thank yeah. you. I'm totally floored and flummoxed by <laughs> yeah, it's it's so much fun to, to see people are enjoying the show along with us so that's great so ruth tell us what is that 90s show all about the 90s show or that 90s show excuse me is a spinoff of the coming of age comedy that 70s show it centers on a new generation of teens led by leah foreman who's the granddaughter of red and kitty and the daughter of eric and donna Leia decides to stay and spend the summer with her grandparents in Point Place, Wisconsin, during a visit from Chicago with her parents. Once she's settled, Leia spends her time, much as her parents did before her, camping out in the foreman's basement with her new friends. However, under the watchful eye of Kitty and stern glaze, gaze, glare, sneer, whatever it is, <laughs> of red. Leia, who has inherited some of her dad's dorkiness, comes out of her shell a bit with the help of her new BFF, Riot Girl next door, Gwen, trying out booze, weed, kissing, and the general concept of teenage rebellion for the first time in her sheltered life. How old was she? They are joined by ditzy jock Nate, the new Kelso, so Michael's smooth-talking son, Jay, Nikki, who is Nate's girlfriend, and Ozzy. Not much has changed, but it is 1995 now, remember, so the show does make a few notable tweaks to the original with storylines built around clerks, raves, AOL, even with homages to Donkey Kong and Beverly Hills 90210. So, Roger, what are the details of the show? Yeah, so that 90 show is in its first season. It dropped January 2023. It's rated TV 14, of course, for drug usage and some swearing uh where to watch it is netflix it has 10 episodes they're short it's more of a sitcom uh type schedule the genre is comedy 
production staff of note is the Turners, who were the original brother-sister team that wrote the original uh, That 70s Show, with the addition of, I, th- I think, the sister's daughter, younger daughter, coming on to kind of give her perspective of uh, millennials growing up in the 90s. A uh, cast of notes, of course, are uh, Kurt Wood Smith, who plays comes back to play Red, and Deborah Jo Rupp, who comes back to play Kitty. Both uh, amazing, and it's great to see them as more the focal point of the show. Rotten Tomatoes score, 76% critics, 72% viewers. Uh, not not horrible, not great, but not horrible, and no awards to date. So why did we watch this, Ruth? I don't know. I think that you... <laughs> I was watching with one eye and one ear open <laughs> at first. So what was your thought of, like, when I said I want to watch this, what, what was going through your head? Was it like, oh, I'll just passively sit here and do other stuff? Or was it like, you, did you have any interest at all? I was curious because, of course, uh, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher and the whole, I've seen maybe parts of an episode, right, um, of that 70s show. And I thought, okay, but I think I said to you, wait, I haven't watched the original. I can't watch this. <laughs> I think there's seven or, eight, seven or eight seasons of the original with probably 20 to 25 episodes each. So not something we would probably go back and, and catch up on, so to speak. Right. <laughs> but I think we're definitely, uh, when we started watching, we're in the mood for something that was funny. I, th- I think we needed yeah. a re- relief valve opened of some sorts to to grab onto something that was a little bit humorous. I was a fan of the original show. I've probably seen most of the uh, episodes, and so I was I was super interested to see what how they translated that into being a part of the '90s. Yes, and then you know the '90s. You know we lived through it. So I was curious too. I was like, okay, well let's see. And I, you're right. I was kind of doing other stuff. But then I got engrossed in it and the episodes are short. So let's go into our three positives and one negative. Let's start with you. What was your first positive? Yeah, so I was excited to see that there were cameos from the original cast of that 70s show that could come back. But I was glad to see that there it was an overkill. Uh, maybe a little bit on Fez's character. He was in probably three or four episodes, whereas Eric and Donna came back sporadically like mostly just for the first episode to bring leia to see her grandparents and that was good um there were a couple of other notable surprises which i won't uh give away as spoilers but yeah the rest of the cast from that 70s show uh most of them come back and, and make a little appearance and i thought it was just enough it wasn't it wasn't like i was inundated with them or that they overtook the show so so i was glad about that i wanted to see something different and they, they kind of did give me something different so what was your first positive, Ruth? Mine was seeing the small challenges and joys of teenage years. I guess I could say large. I paused on that because I think at the time we think that they're really large challenges. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but they're really not. Like, do, does he like me? What did he say? What did that mean? Um, So many things, right? But I liked when they talked about the upstairs people and downstairs people. I was just thinking about that more. And that nostalgia, recognizing that time in our lives when high school or when that was going on. And when um, Donna and Eric came back, I'll say this one part. That's not a spoiler, is it? To visit and 
Red and Kitty were like, well, you're upstairs people now. And it was like, oh, they can't just go downstairs. Right? Yeah, you've, you've reached adulthood. You can't escape to the basement now. <laughs> yeah. And Red is like reading the newspaper. And then I remember like thinking that was so boring what my parents were doing. And now we're doing that. And I really like reading the newspaper or whatever. Right. Yeah. I don't um, think you could do a... a sequel to the show like this without there being that safe space of the basement for the kids right that it's kind of it's kind of their haven it's their retreat or clubhouse and it is kind of sacred uh, for the most part the the red kitty don't go down there and when they do it's yeah there is kind of this invasion of (laughs) privacy type thing that kind of happens so uh, yeah it was nice that they kept that yeah my that would never have flown in my house my mom would have been down there (laughs) (laughs) but your mom was she like checking what was going on she'd yell from the top of the stairs but she probably wouldn't come down (laughs) yeah isn't that interesting okay so what was your second positive Uh, yeah i just one of the reasons i wanted to watch the show is because uh, in the original in the 70s red and kitty are definitely there they're part of the storylines but they were kind of some of my favorite characters from the original show Mm -hmm. and so to make them more central to the storyline i think was was something that i you know i just really wanted to see i want to see more red and kitty you know you know i I missed people getting red's foot up their ass you know i think (laughs) that was always one of my favorite things to hear is you know i'm gonna stick my foot up your ass or call yeah. call people dumbasses or what you know whatever red does is <laughs> his little curmudgeonly self and I think some of that has to do with the fact that I'm over fifty three now and and I'm You're cur- to- <laughs> officially curmudgeonly <laughs> yeah yeah please you know I, I want to say get off my lawn a lot more than I used to uh, twenty <laughs> years ago so so I, I miss that yeah so in the in that seventies show they weren't as much of they were part the, of it as yeah, they this were, one. They were there, but I don't think that they were kind of the main focus. You know, I think right. they, I think this this series really makes them kind of equal to the kids in a way, or even more okay. so as far as the storyline. Whereas before, the kids really dominated the storyline, and they were more ancillary to the rest of the show. So the, yeah. the storyline. So it's it's nice to see them kind of take a little bit of center stage. Uh, those two characters. That was my second too um red and kitty i loved kitty i like red too and i think it's funny but kitty man she cracked me up in her hair and she's really she's great she's really bouncy and then um she's embracing technology and just her interactions with her granddaughter and the rest of the kids are really fun fun and funny um i could see a little bit of my mom in her in mm-hmm. some ways yeah wanting to take care of everybody and yeah make them happy yeah my mom's a little bit that way too i, I told you the story before when one of my friends came over in middle school i didn't ask friends to come over a lot my mom just like went out and like Yes. all this food that we never ever used to buy for the house because all of a sudden i had a friend coming over and I, you know kitty definitely does that same type of thing that was really cute yeah or just maybe her goofiness i was thinking more not that my mom did that a little bit but also um getting the computer or being the first one mm-hmm. to adopt it like in red being like what does what why are you doing this or there were some funny parts with the computer or um just going out and about and 
oh I can't say those things anyway um for spoilers <laughs> but yeah that was really fun to see their interactions and compatibility what was your third one yeah for me I, I thought they did a real good job of just not carbon copying the same kids that they did a good job of of making them original in some ways even leia although she's a lot like eric and is kind of dorky and you know she she still has her own way of breaking out of that you know she didn't follow her dad's path exactly and how could you when your mom's donna and you know i mean she's she's got both of them in her and so mm-hmm. so i think that and they didn't cookie cutter the kids yeah, they, they didn't. They didn't say, okay, we have to have this character. I mean, unlike you know a lot of reality TV shows where they're like, okay, we got to cast this type of person, we got to cast that type of person. And although there are similarities between the two casts of teenagers, I I think that there's enough difference that it makes it its own its own thing. Okay, yeah, that scene you were saying that, and I read that somewhere too. So you're saying that? Oh, of course, like Donna wasn't as dorky. When she was younger, right? So, yeah, Leia has both of them. Okay. What about you? What was your third positive? Mine was Leia and Gwen's chemistry on screen. screen. And I liked the cast, too. But especially their chemistry on screen and their friendship was interesting and fun. You know, they are so opposite in many ways. And like I mentioned in the synopsis, Leia was kind of this innocent kid coming for the summer and Gwen's it was encouraging her to try some new things and not too dangerous but trying some new things definitely and but she also really supported her don't you think in taking the time that she needed or not giving up on her does yeah, that make if, sense either? Yeah, if, yeah. I, if I compared Eric's relationship to Hyde as his best friend and Leia's relationship to Gwen as her best friend, what I would say is that Gwen is more purpose-driven than Hyde was. Like, Hyde would, like, do things to, like, make Eric look like a dumbass. (laughs) (laughs) Where it seems like Gwen really cares about Leia and wants her to grow and wants her to be successful. You know, Hyde was more kind of like a jerk about it. So okay. there's definitely a difference there, I think. And, oh, see, I uh, like this way better. I think, yeah. yeah, most definitely. You know, and there were moments where uh, Hyde and Eric would show their true male bonding love for one another and be kind, <laughs> but it was rare. And so okay. for me, it, you know, it was it was a little more fun that that Gwen wasn't like trying to be a jerk sometimes. Yeah, you know, yes, it took them a while to get to the that point where they could really realize their friendship but she wasn't yes, she right. wasn't doing things to make leia look bad or you know highlight her dorkiness or those kind of things yeah she surely wanted the best for her the whole time so i i liked that i seem like that okay well that's good that you agree with me yep. all right so what was your negative yeah i think my negative was they I didn't feel like they leaned enough into the decade. I mean, I understand it's 20 years later. Uh, it's a different set of kids. And, you know, there are some things here and there, but the basement still kind of looks the same. Like there wasn't the transformation of the basement over the summer from, you know, Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd to Nirvana and Pearl Jam. And I felt like maybe that should have been a, a little bit more highlighted than, you know, the uh, bumpers in between 
the scenes were still kind of 70 ish you know i just overall i don't think i don't think they like really leaned into the 90s as much as they could have because nothing really changed is that right in the basement yeah nothing really changed in the basement not not even all the way through the eighth or ninth episode i didn't really see a lot of differences um that the kids made the basement their own it was kind of like they were still stuck in the 70s right Um, that makes sense Mm -hmm. so how about you what was the thing that you that was Maybe a little off for you or something you didn't enjoy. I think at some parts, I remember looking at each other because the younger stars, you know, the cast could be a little bit, feel more like Disney Channel. Mm. <laughs> and we we're like, okay, right. Or like that <laughs> a couple of times, you know, it's a little cheesy. But I think that's why Red and Kitty balanced it out for me and Mm. then as the season went on I got to know the characters more also that might be because I don't think they fleshed out the characters of a couple of the cast members as much as they could have like Nikki and Ozzy like they're kind of around other people's storyline well first of all Nikki was stuck to what's Nate's face pretty Mm -hmm. much (laughs) Well, first good way to describe it half of the season so but that was planned as well right so that was just my only my thoughts around that because that yeah i think the original cast besides mila kunis being so young when she was cast to play those parts how old was she oh gosh i think she was like 13 or 14 years old okay where where the other cast members were older but playing younger Mm-hmm. It seems to me like this cast is younger, trying to play a little bit older, uh, if that okay. makes any sense. And so, yeah. so they're you, you're kind of looking at them and going, and I think you read an article about this. You know, the 14 year old girl's not going to go to rave in the 90s, you know, or yes, I was reading about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then so didn't you say, yeah, they would. They might Some have. Some of them. Yeah, I mean, I was going to heavy metal concerts when I was twelve. I mean, you know, it's. <laughs> okay, I would not have been going to a rave <laughs> at fourteen or heavy metal at twelve. But you know me, I was going to Michael W. Smith, or maybe I went to. Well, I did go to Bon Jovi, but that was sixteen, I think. Yes. So <laughs> I just think I think they were, like you said, they seem a little Disney live action character, you know, teen showish. They're younger. The, and you know maybe they'll grow into those roles as, as they go on but it's they definitely look younger and trying to play a little older whereas yeah like i said the original cast was older trying to play younger so okay well and didn't you say um that disney sources finds people and helps them grow what was it that you said about disney like it wasn't we weren't talking about that 90s show or i forget what we we're talking well, you about you know what we're talking about national not national oh, treasure. yes, National Treasure. We're talking yes. about National Treasure. Um, yeah, they they take their Disney seems to take their teen shows and cast young and grow them to to be into their roles. Uh, and like I was saying, National Treasure, which we'll talk about probably next season, is the yeah. you know, the same thing. Is that it's it really is young actors that aren't really that good. I thought for the most part that the kids that they cast for that. 90 show was they were pretty decent they were pretty decent or at least they they understood what they were supposed to do actually yes i will say that too especially watching them the whole way through so so we've come to that point uh should people skip it binge it or should it be a maybe what do you think ruth i think a maybe there were some inside jokes i didn't 
it because I didn't watch the original, but really I could kind of, you know, I could look past that. So it, 22 minutes an episode in a cast that could bring that laid back humor and upbeat nostalgia. And that I think mostly thanks to Red and Kitty, in my opinion, mm -hmm. it was fun to watch. Um, and like you said, brought some levity and just lightness. You could watch. It was an easy watch. How about you? If you're a fan of the original, you won't be disappointed in binging the show. It's, you know, 10 episodes, 20 minutes, 25 minutes a piece. Not too bad. And if you are a late Gen Xer, it's worth the nostalgia. Uh, maybe too many inside jokes, like you said, for newbies to the franchise that you may want to skip it. But if but if you have any, you know, longing for the, the days of of yesterday yeah you're, i couldn't remember <laughs> what how to say that word <laughs> Were you thinking about yeah it? i was but yeah i mean i think if if you want to look back and see what remember what it was like that's great if you were a fan of the show when it first came out and with that 70s show i think you know you'll enjoy it it'll be fun a little trip down memory lane i don't know if it's gonna stay that way for every season it has been picked up again for a second season so that's good and we'll just have to wait and yes. see yeah. What else are we binging this season? Yeah. So we're going to binge Bad Sisters, uh, season one, Hunters, season two, The Recruit, season one, and Jack Ryan, season three. Yes. So a lot of variety. Yeah. Yeah. Lots plate, of variety. Full plate. And we're excited to, to be back for a second season for ourselves. And we're excited to uh, be able to give you our opinions on these shows. It's going to be a fun season yes it will more to come i'm looking forward to hearing all your thoughts roger <laughs> same <laughs> thank you so much for joining us again uh, we love doing this and we're excited to bring you a second season and we look forward to getting all your feedback and uh, connecting with you where can they do that ruth where can they connect with us online so they can, you can email us at callthebingewife at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at call underscore the underscore bingewife. There you go. We love to hear from you. Thank you. It makes me smile. Just actually doing this makes me smile somehow. I think <laughs> that it's, it ends up being a lot of fun. So thanks. So yeah, let us know if you have suggestions or feedback and give us a rating. If yeah, and we will catch you on the next binge. Yes, see you soon. Thank you.